Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. This is your host, uh, Jim Ventura, and I hope everyone listening is having a good day today. If this is your first time tuning into uh, Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio, uh, I am a uh, spiritual counselor, an oracle reader, an author, teacher, and uh, I have been doing uh, my monthly radio show, Snake Oil, for a little over a year now, and I had added a uh, interview show uh, about six, seven months ago, and that has been going really well. I find interesting people to talk to in different realms of the metaphysical field, and I uh, have a very interesting uh, addition to my roster today uh, by the name of Dan Hanneman, and hopefully I'm I think I'm saying that name correctly. It's easy enough to say. Are you there, Dan? Yes, I am. That's right. You got it right. All right. That's an easy name. How are you today? I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, just so busy watching the kids this morning, and so uh, yeah. So the one, uh, the three-year, the the 18-month-old actually uh, has a high fever out of the blue today. So uh, busy taking uh, care of the kids. So yeah. <laughs> A little added, uh, a little added extra work for me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, excellent. Well, well, that's 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 good. So at least you're there for them. Uh, well, well, we've got 45 minutes on air, so uh, I want to talk a little bit about what you do. I think uh, it's very apropos to have you on the show this month because. You know, it seems like one of the a big area of your uh, expertise and interest is in, uh, you know, uh, financial transformation. I'm sure uh, that that uh, moves into other areas as well too, and I think we'll talk about those things. But I think that's something that is on a lot of people's mind right now, with the current uh, conditions and circumstances. Would you uh, agree with that? Oh yeah, that's front and center, I would say, for so many people right now. And uh, and in particular, I help people that are um, particularly entrepreneurs, you know, that are wanting to uh, step things up, uh, coaches, healers, trainers, uh, people like that especially uh, I tend to work with. And, you know, in a lot of cases, they, they, they're they feeling stuck, like things aren't moving forward or they're about to throw in the towel. And, uh, and then uh, I help them. I help them to start seeing the opportunities that are already there for them and uh, to start clearing the, the mental blocks that are in their way so that they can start to have uh, the businesses that they want and to help the people that they're, they're really able to help. So um, I help them to get out of their own way, really. Right, right. Have, would you say that, uh, you know, from, from your experience at this point in the game, that there are maybe more people struggling, or would you say it's the same? Tell me, you know, what 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 your perspective is. Yeah, what I would say is that um, within the, the the realm that I you know I'm working in, uh, the people I'm talking to, you hear more uh, more people saying I'm maxed out on the credit cards. You know, I don't have any money left, and uh, I've been being a I've been being bold and moving forward and. Things aren't panning out and things like that. So it's, I would say it's, there's more there's more people saying that they don't have um, the money you know left to, to, to invest in their business. Uh, that you know in some cases uh, businesses are taking a little bit of a hit. You know they're not they don't have as much business. But interestingly, uh, someone like myself, my my business is accelerating. You know at, at, at this time. So 
it really does get down to you know in any economy it comes down to how creative can you get um and how you know what's your mindset like and and that's that's what really makes the whole difference so no matter what's going on around there's always opportunities uh there to be had and so that's what I help people to do is to be able to you know see those opportunities but yeah I would say yeah more and more I hear people uh, are are worried about using credit too they might have available credit but they're worried about it because credit lines are being shrunk so when they think about investing in something new in their business they're they're more fearful about it so yeah that's pretty much what I've been seeing yeah, that's definitely. I think that's definitely the case. But I'm also in agreement with you too that that doesn't necessarily, you know, even when I hear things like there's a 10 10 percent unemployment rate, thinking maybe it's the optimist in me. But then I kind of think that means there's a 90 percent employment rate. Right, right. So you know what I mean. So again, it's it's higher numbers in comparison. But that means that the brunt of the population is working and has jobs and and is still circulating money. Right. Uh, so, you know, I mean, to me, again, it becomes an issue of focus in that sense. Uh, you know, I've had a number of clients who are, um, you know, some are struggling with business or just work in general, um, a, few, a few clients that are out of work. And it's interesting to me because I also have another friend who recently lost a job and it never entered into her mind that she wouldn't find another job. She mm-hmm. It never even was a question in her mind. It was something she was really not that concerned with it was letting go of the one job and she just knew she would have to get something to replace it and within four days she had two job offers one of them came without her even asking someone found out through a friend that she was out of work and they wanted her and uh, so she ended up taking one of the the better job and you know I I use that as an example for people also because again a lot of this is is our focus Right. Uh, and, uh, you know what I mean? In terms of whether we get caught up in the grips of fear in that sense. Because like you, you know, my business is actually expanding as well right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Great. I've, 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 I mean, I actually even, I've written, wrote about this in my, my column <clears throat> over the last uh, uh, five, six months or so. One of the things that I actually did is I even took a part-time job waiting tables again on the weekends because I had off on the weekends. I figured, let me do it. And you know, it was hesitant to do that at first, but it really brought in a lot of extra money, and it didn't really take away from my business or what I was doing. Uh-huh. I kind of landed one of the best restaurants I could find where I live. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Get a lot of free press and a lot of attention by the media right now. Mm-hmm. So here's the funny part. Again, business increased. So I'm sharing a lot of the same messages that you're sending out in that sense, Um and I think that, you know, it really it is an issue of, of focusing on what one could potentially do. Let me, uh, I want to continue to talk to Dan here, but I want to throw out my call-in number. If anybody wants to call in during the show and ask Dan any questions, you're absolutely welcome to do that. The call-in number here at Snake Oil Radio at Blog Talk Radio is 646-200-3966. Again, that's 646-200-3966. And uh, feel free, if you're in our uh, chat room, to say hello, to ask questions that way, too. Either way, uh, otherwise, caller ID, which I should have shut off. <laughs> otherwise, we're going to continue uh, this uh, this interview um, with Dan Hannah today. So tell me a little bit about, uh, Dan, tell me a little bit about how uh, you, you got involved in, in this process. Yeah, yeah, I got uh, involved with... Uh with the business I'm in now, um, well, just real briefly about my background. Uh, 
I, I've come from a background of uh, being a guy that was really uh, introverted and shy and to myself. And uh, when I was growing up as a kid, I was, um, you know, I, I was even in high school, I was so shy. You know, I had uh, one fellow said I was Mr. Invisible because I was just so to myself. I just, I was just the kind of kid, I just didn't want anything to do with the teenage scene. And, uh, but I became depressed, you know, I became depressed. I, I just, you know, I just didn't feel like I fit in. I didn't, uh, I, I was more, you know, I was probably too serious, but I was like into more, wanted to have meaningful discussions and all those kinds of things. So, but anyway, I was depressed and I just um, wanted to, you know, find a way to express, um, you know, the ideas and the thoughts I was having. I did a lot of journaling and, um, and then I started getting into uh, psychology to try to understand more about myself, uh, I'm sure, and then also just uh, how I could help other people, too. So I went, that's what I got into in college, started uh, socializing with people, uh, expanding my horizons, and uh, started getting on my shell. And then when I got out of college, I didn't feel like, uh, you know, to be a counselor, you really need to go for advanced degrees, and I wasn't ready for that. So I went out, and um, I did outside uh sales. I did uh, that selling copiers. Now, I'm a guy who, you know, barely talked to people. I mean, I had friends, but very to myself. But I, I'm i I'm also one to challenge myself. If I have a, a, an issue, I try to meet it head on to deal with those fears. So I went out and over the about three or four years in copier sales, I determined <laughs> copier sales is not my passion, you know. So <laughs> And uh, but I really, you know, I have that drive to want to be in front of a lot of people and to try to help people. So I went back to school, got my master's in clinical psychology, and um, and then I started working with the chronically mentally ill, and that was a real challenge. And I, I had to go deeper within uh, within my my teachings. That you know, stuff they taught me in school wasn't really too effective helping the chronically mentally ill. So I um, started uh, studying more in terms of spirituality and metaphysics, and um, that really helped, helped me empower them, to, to help them be more present, you know, in the, in the now, and I was talking about all that stuff before Eckhart Tolle uh, had come out with his book, and, just, and I hadn't even been reading about all that stuff, I just came to me, I'm like, you know, if you could just get out of your mind, you'll be fine, <laughs> right. so, so, I was, um, so anyway, I was doing all those things, and um, I became a you know, a practitioner of science of mind, uh, helping people, you know, utilize metaphysical principles in our lives. And um, and then, you know, I started building up a private practice as well. And and then and then it came to the point where I needed to make a leap. My, my daughter was born, uh, my first daughter was born, and uh, I just was insistent on being able to spend time with her and um, to be on my own. I had always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I went into private practice for myself and uh, helping people through counseling and hypnosis. I had gone and got certifications in that as well. And, um, you know, and I had no way to figure out how I was going to do that, by the way, how I was going to have a, a way to support myself. I just wanted, I, I said I wanted it and I did it, you know, and um, I definitely racked up some credit card debt in the in the process, but it it all it's all works out though I did build build the practice up to a point and then I I was seeing though what happened was I started seeing other entrepreneurs that were doing businesses that were not thriving or they were not aligned with their passions and I just uh, I just felt a calling to help these people so 
I came up with this, uh, you know, this, this business, uh, uh, Blockbuster Path, to help them uh, navigate those things. And um, so what I do is I'm able to zero in on what somebody really wants to be doing. So in the, in the beginning, I was doing it more, you know, through what people call coaching. So I'd help them figure out what it is they wanted to be doing, and then I would help them to see what their blocks are, what kind of blocks they're putting up in front of them that are, that are holding them back from having the kind of businesses they wanted. So anyway, so that's where I came up with, uh, in talking with my wife, we came up with the, the blockbuster title for me because uh, of the way I'm able to see people's blocks and then uh, to help them to clear those. And, and then my process evolved into doing energetic work where I can... Um, it's just, and that's a longer story, but I learned how to scan people's energy and um, find out what they're, they actually connect with their soul at a deeper level and uh, get information that way, and then to open up their energy so that they could, um, you know, realize more of their soul's potential in their life and in their business. So, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's how I've gotten to where I am today. That's, uh, well, and you know what, um, let, let me, let me interject here. I want to throw the call in number every out every five or ten minutes, sure. just to remind people what that is. That number, if you want to call in, ask Dan a question, uh, a free little mini uh, question or reading. That number is six four six two hundred three nine six six. If you're interested, again six four six two hundred three nine six six is a call in number here today. While we're still live on air, um, you know, I think you bring up an interesting point um, because I. I remember years ago when when I I consider myself an entrepreneur as well. I have you know my own business and mm-hmm. uh, I have a number of different businesses. And I would always remember that people would say to me, "Well, I would love to be an entrepreneur. I would love to you know start my own business, but I'm just afraid of doing something like that because I wouldn't have any security." Mm-hmm. And that's what scares me is the idea of not having the stability of a paycheck and the security of consistency and all of those things. And I always remember saying to people when they would say that, uh, you know, the idea of security at at your present level is in essence an illusion. Right. Because it's something you believe in and that's great and and hold to it, but, you know, the idea of of security, no matter what, through a regular job, of course, again, you could lose that job. All kinds of things could happen along the way, and not that you want to focus on the negative. Right. um, anyway, what, what was interesting to me is when you know the economy sort of took the turn that it did, and a lot of people did begin to lose work. I thought to myself, see, here's what I was trying to say. You know, I worked this job for 30 years, and you believe you have security. Again, that may not necessarily be the case. To me, security is an internal thing, mm-hmm. something you have inside yourself. That's kind of the rock bed of your own stability. I mean, you know, everything else comes out of that. In that sense, and that's something I think that entrepreneurs have to learn. And you know, uh, one of the things that, that's amazing about being an entrepreneur or having your own business, and it isn't for everybody. You know, absolutely not. For some people, it's not going to be for them. Mm-hmm. Is for the most part, you really get to do what you love. Right. And you know, I actually have four jobs <laughs> at this point. I teach. I do spiritual counseling work. I um, I do uh, in private sessions with people. I'm an author and I work part-time in a restaurant. And I have to tell you, and I say this with an all sincerity, I love all of my jobs, every one of them I enjoy. So I think that that's something to me that is, is one of the beauty of the you know, true entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. in that sense. You're not going to work, dragging yourself to work. 
And I, I have to also say there's people that have quote unquote regular jobs that love those jobs. Right. Too. And that's right. awesome also. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Right. So I do think there's something deeper about tapping into doing what you love in that sense. And, you know, I would wonder um about you know about whether you, you really encounter that in your work with people when when it comes to looking at the things that block them. Mm-hmm. That fear of trusting, of doing what you love, and that knowing people will come and purchase yeah. that that thing that you offer. Right. In that right. 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 Yeah. That, yeah. The thing is, is you're you're right. It's so important to have that 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 sense of inner security and uh, to feel like um, that you. So if you're really passionate about something, you really love it. Um, then the question is, do you really value what you have to offer, though? You know, and do you feel like people really pay you for the services that you can provide? And for a lot of people that are uh, like you and me, uh, people like us to do counseling and all these uh, coaching, training, all these kinds of things, a lot of times the answer is no. They don't really believe that people will pay them the amount of money that it's actually worth. You know, they... And that's the biggest that's the biggest block then is if they have the clarity the first block that I find is is um, uh, okay there's the block of if people are not already in business then it's the idea of can I really do this can I go out on my own but then it's like well what do you want to do when you go on your own is there clarity and you have to have clarity about what you're going to be doing or at least have some kind of um, clarity about it and confidence about it. But you have to be clear about what you're going to be offering. Otherwise, your uh, you know your clients, your potential clients, are going to be confused. Like a lot of people that um, are in, in into coaching and healing and all this, I'll look at their their stuff and they offer like ten different services, and it's like that's great. But you have got to you, people have to associate you with a certain thing, and if they can't identify what that is, they're going to be like. It's a, it's. I'm sorry to say, it's kind of like a throwaway. They don't know what you do, so so you have you have to really make it clear. And then once you get clear about who you really are and what's who you really want to serve, who your target market is, then it's a matter of do you really feel like you can deliver it, like the the the, the benefit and the value, and do you see it? Do you see that benefit and value that you can provide? And that's you know that's the real big leap right there too is once they get the clarity as I help them to realize the value when they can start to see that then the value that they authentically are providing to people then they are able to start charging the amount of money and get all the clients that they you know that they want to support themselves uh, at whatever level they want so so yeah they have to build up that sense of inner security that what I'm doing is really a value and um, I'm worth um, you know, I'm worth financial abundance. I can have what I want. The idea is, like, I have to do, if I'm going to get what I want, I'll probably have to give something up, you know? Like, there's got to be lack somewhere. So if I'm going to get what I want, then I'll probably have to work really extraordinarily hard, and I'll have to be, you know, it will have to be miserable at some level. That's how we're conditioned to think. And it's not true. You can have be having a ball making millions of dollars. There's no... There's no reason why you can't. It's actually, you know, more natural for that to happen if you'll just get out of your own way. So I help people to get past the programming that we've picked up so they realize they can have all the things that they really, really truly want, you know, that are really would be satisfying, joyful to them. So that's what I, what I help them get through.
Well, and that sounds, like I said, that sounds like a, a very valuable service at this point. You know, I think that you know when I, I when I come when I come across people who are also interested in doing spiritual counsel work or any type of um, service in that context, you know, even if it's a massage therapist or someone who does energy work, you know, one of the things that I find that's very very common for people looking to get into any of those types of fields is a lot of times they have difficulty even charging someone for right. the service. So it was like that's a big mental block. I, you know, I ran across. Uh, I back to this very day. I still run across readers um, who don't actually charge. They take a donation. Right. And you know, I, I always sort of joke with them. I, I have a habit of being a little obnoxious, I guess, and I have to try to puncture people's balloons sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, my joke with them is I tried to give SRP a donation. For my electric bill last week, and they laughed in my face. In other words, it was a sad, it was a sad price. I went to my dentist and I wanted to give him a donation. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you know, it, it, it is. I, I I try to you know sometimes I try to poke point bring humor out that way for good reason because I think sometimes people don't understand the silliness um, that they get caught up in with the fear of charging for what they do. You know, money to me is just it's just an energy exchange. But right. it's a very real, tangible thing that has to be dealt with, mm-hmm. and that's what we shouldn't even say has to be dealt with. That you get to deal with, mm-hmm. because I think that you know a lot of times people demonize money itself as something right. that is in and of itself potentially bad, or that people that have money are not good people mm-hmm. in comparison to someone who's living an austere, good life. So I, I think these are you probably run across this in your work as well too. Some of the the blockades that often happen. Yeah. Uh, with people, uh, and then you know, uh, you know, even I find that you know, there's certainly very practical uh, dynamics that come into play when it comes to developing a business. You know, creating uh, a, a strong calling card, a brochure, um, you know, uh, flyers about what you do, business cards, things of that nature, doing some element of advertising. But I think that in a lot of cases, really, some of your your best advertising is even just getting started and getting word of mouth referrals, right? In that sense as well, that are very, very powerful. Yes. Uh, yeah. Along the way, so that again has a lot to do with doing what you do well and being comfortable with it and being willing to charge for it, and you know, and that, and I think that in and of itself is a process that actually is very, very exciting. But what I find is, you know, there's certainly a definitely a, a common theme that that runs across the board with people who are entrepreneurs, and there is an element of risk-taking mm-hmm. that is exciting, yes. I think, at yes. some levels. To, you know, there's a little bit of a gambler, I right. think, in right. most entrepreneurs, and uh, I think some people really can be uncomfortable with that process mm-hmm. uh, of, of taking risk. Right. But I always right. sort of say that a life without risk is also no life. Mm-hmm. You know, you take a risk when you're single and you smile and flirt at, at, at the girl or the guy behind a counter at a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we take risk every single day of our life when it, right. when it really comes down to it, and it's a beautiful thing in that sense. So there really is something to that entrepreneurial spirit, and I think there are a lot of people that could also hop on that boat if they could get away from their blockades and fear about taking risks. Right. In, that sense in the first place. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the thing is, in take in taking the risk, what you what do you have to have to do that? You have to have a faith. You have to have a belief in yourself, and you know that's often what's lacking. It's like I don't know. Jeez, I, I don't know if. It, and what'll happen is usually it'll show up within the entrepreneur that um, they may recognize they lack faith in themselves, but I got to say that often they'll start pointing to the external circumstances too. Though they'll say, well, you know. People just won't pay me what it's worth, and you know, people just want it for free, and they think that that's the truth. They think that all these things—that's just the way it's, it is. Now, if you spend a little time with them, they'll admit, okay, you're right. You know, it's really mostly me. But they're still, you know, on a regular basis, they're denying the fact that they don't really believe in themselves because it's hard to admit sometimes. So, but yeah, that's the thing: is if you have the belief in yourself then you, you can succeed no matter what. No matter what happens, as you continue to go forward and no matter how many times you, you, you trip and fall, you keep getting back up. And uh, the, the sad, to me, the sad thing is, and, and it all works out, but you know, the sad thing for me to see is the entrepreneur that gets to the point where they've tripped and fallen and things aren't working quite right yet, and then they say, well, I'm going to go back to work. To me, that's sad because I, I, in most cases, they're so close. They're just about ready to be able to walk. And instead of um, going that those extra few steps, they think they think they can't. They they think that everything's falling apart. When if they would just take those extra few steps, everything could be breaking free and clear. But um, they they just not they're not able to see that and they have the faith in themselves. So I mean for myself throughout this process, I mean I've you know I've I've accumulated a lot of debt in uh, trying to get out there in a bigger way. But it's all paying off now. Now my my business is um, exponentiating. You know it's every month is uh you know it keeps my it keeps getting better and better and better and. Um, that's what I'm seeing for the rest of the year and the next year ahead and everything. Everything's turned now. and But it takes time. It takes time for you to hit your success groove, so to speak. And um, so I guess I'm just putting it out there. No matter how hard it's been for for you as an entrepreneur, that you will find, if you keep going, you will find that your success groove eventually. You'll You'll find... The, the the abundance within yourself you you'll you'll develop the belief in yourself it it usually does take people um you know years often to really find that i mean sometimes people hit it right away but often it takes quite a bit of time so so invest in 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 people that can support you you know uh, people that can help you to have more faith and belief in yourself because that really makes all the difference that's what'll separate you from being successful and um, you know maybe maybe giving up. Yeah, that's a you know there there is a there's definitely a, a line with that in that sense. You're right. It, it can take some time to really saturate the inner self with that idea of of, of accepting uh, success and abundance and you, your role in that. You know, I know um, back in for me back in February is when I went and I started uh, working part time on the weekends again for extra income and I. You know, I, the joke that I made about that was that I, I took this job for two reasons. One, mm-hmm. to pay off enormous credit card debt sure, <laughs> that needs sure. to go. And two, because I like to go to Las Vegas every maybe four or five weeks. Sure. So it was to cover my trips. 
And sure. funny because I was there for two months, and then the owner wanted to make me a manager. And I remember, you know, immediately thought to myself, absolutely not. Uh-huh. I want to come in. I want to work four or five hours a night for two or three nights a week, and then I want to go home because my business is where my true love is and my energy is. And if I get caught up in this, in this experience of being a manager, really it's going to pull away way too much energy from, right. from what I really, really meant to do in that sense. But I have to also say it was very interesting that I went through that because even just briefly you know, going into this part-time job and just wanted to do that, they saw the confidence. They mm-hmm. saw the level of expertise. They saw what I was capable do, of doing as well. And, it, again, it was just very complimentary to me that it was offered. So I appreciated it, but I, I absolutely, to me, it was a living embodiment of that road between that choice that I could go back to work right, and, you know, go back into that arena, which doesn't really fit for me in that mm-hmm. sense. So it was a very, very, very powerful experience. And, you know, I, I do remind them all the time. They try to be, get me work a little bit more, and I love them for that. <laughs> but I keep it at its reasonable pace because, again, writer, spiritual counselor, teacher, this is really where my um, bunch of my energy goes. But, you know, it was funny because I really was still only working, you know, maybe 15, 20 hours a week. And I actually another reason I kind of went out and took this part-time work was because I, was, I just wanted more social experience. Sure. As well. So there were benefits. But I do think it really, again, I I look at my own path and and working with clients in a similar capacity as you do, and I really think that a big part of it is developing that inner confidence. Years ago, I I had a a friend of of mine who was an interior decorator. And he was, you know, I, I, I used to watch, I used to see the homes that he designed, you know what I mean, that he'd go in and decorate. And, you know, between you and I, I thought he was very overly flashy and just way too colorful for, you know, in terms of my own taste mm-hmm. and what I would want in my home. Mm-hmm. But he worked up uh, here in, in North Scottsdale in, 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 uh, in Arizona. And what was funny is he was so confident in what he did that he would go to these homes and the women would, um, you know, hire him and pay him quite well to do interior design and decorating in the home. And then sometimes the husbands would come in and they would start complaining or, and he would literally say things like, as long as that man makes comments, I refuse to work for you. Mm-hmm. And he'd even, you know what I mean, he'd say, you need to put him to the side and tell him that this is my job, I'm doing it this way, and, uh, and, uh, or I'm not going to work for you at all. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, I thought he was a little over the top at multiple levels, but he had a lot of business and he made money and he did well and people respected his confidence. Right. So, you know, this is, again, someone who really went inside and got confident about what they what he did and then right. said, you know, you're going to kind of somewhat do it my way mm-hmm. or there's going to be no way in that sense. Um, so interesting, again, to look at the different levels of people's confidence in what they do. Um, let me pause for a minute. I guess we got a lot of people jumping into the chat room. Hello, everybody in the chat room. Thanks for joining us. If you want to comment, ask Dan. Any questions, uh, feel free to type in a question, and we can try to answer that on air uh, in the chat room, or you can call us directly at 646-200-3966 if you'd like to uh, ask Dan a question today, all right? Okay, so back to you, Dan. Um, So uh, let's see. Let me talk a little bit about some of the other things that you have also done here, too. Um, So... Well, actually, I think that the heart of what your your it seems to be 
your love is, is the, the blockbuster path, right? Right, right, right. And particularly, I, um, I particularly, I'm um, big on helping people that want to, uh, that are coaches, trainers, um, that want to to get out there, healers that want to get out there and touch a lot of people's lives. So people that want to get out of their comfort zone and and uh, to make a really uh, big impact on the planet. So they they really want to take their their life purpose, their passions, and um, do do it in a big way in the world. So. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm interested in in helping people that uh, want to uh, continue to work on themselves too. You know, like, you know, we're talking about all these different things, and you know, the truth is, at, at certain levels, uh, me, me and you, Jim, have those same struggles, right? <laughs> the things we're talking about, like the other people I have struggles with, we we have some struggles with those things. So I always like to try to keep it real that way too, to say, you know. Hey, these are the, the. We need to keep working on ourselves so that we can, uh, as we continue to clear ourselves, we allow more of the the flow of the creativity of spirit to flow through us uh, and the joy of spirit to flow through us to have the life that we want. So that's all part of what I do through uh, helping people that I call spiritual rock stars, the conscious entrepreneur that is wanting to you know rock the collective consciousness, shifting uh, shifting the the overall consciousness. Uh, from the fear and lack into the into love and abundance. So um, that's that's what I'm dedicated to. I I haven't mentioned this yet, but I also have a, a radio show here on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, you know I interview people that are in that process uh, of stepping up and, and reaching more and more people, and also um, going to be interviewing people that uh, like the Beckwiths and the Canfields and all that that uh, are already doing that, so we can learn from them. So they can come on, be real, and uh, people can learn um, and be inspired from them of how they have been uh, able to move forward and to become successful. So, yeah, that is what I'm very passionate about is to keep things very real and then uh, let's get to work on whatever is holding you back. Let's get you clear. Let's get you singular with what you really want, allow you to see that you can have whatever it is that you want and uh, in, in, a, in a practical way, show you how you can set up your marketing and your sales as well once we're establishing the mindset and the process then you can see very easily how it all works what happens is the block often for entrepreneurs uh, they start looking at marketing and sales and then they think it's a struggle and they don't know how to do it and maybe if they take more courses and none of that works you have to get the faith inside yourself you have to see with clear vision of what you really want to be doing, and then all the, those those tools, we can just flow right into the process. So, yeah, it's something I'm very passionate about is helping people to to uh, open themselves up to do what it is they want to do as entrepreneurs. And you know what, and, and I think you bring up a great point also, too, because I've, I've talked with, with my clients about this as well. You know, we when you when you start your own business, there's certain things that you're going to love doing, and then, of course, there's going to be things that you may not like to do that much. That's mm-hmm. the beauty of also learning how to delegate right. to others. You know I mean? You don't have to do everything yourself. Right. Uh, I actually had a, I hired a personal assistant for the first time in my life recently, um, even just to come in every week or two for a few hours and to do certain things for me, and I'm actually teaching her to do marketing for me because I am not a big fan of, of marketing myself directly. In other words, mm-hmm. I, um, I I do it, 
because it's got to be done. But it's not, right. you know, to me, it, it's just not one of my favorite things necessarily to do. So I'm beginning to let other people do that for me and then give them a percentage, of course. And even having the personal assistant come in, like, I mean, I just had her here doing some work in my office, and she, she helped me clean out and organize my closets and all kinds of good things. <laughs> and I'm telling mm-hmm. you, it was the best money spent in that uh-huh. sense. And it was great because, again, it, it keeps that process going of what you don't want to do, someone else is going to love doing. Right, right. I, I had a, a client recently that she made, she's she got her own business. Um, she's very successful, and she was telling me how she was struggling with um, the fact that when she got home after a long day, she just really wanted to watch television. And she felt bad because there was dirty dishes in the sink. She had bills piling up, but it isn't even an issue that she couldn't, didn't know the money to pay the bills. She just hated to sit down and do that a lot of times, so she'd get behind. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because I talked to her probably in the same capacity that you do with clients uh, as well about, you know, if you got the money, you know, you can have a housekeeper come in. Right. You can, uh, you know, you can get an accountant or someone to help you do deal with your books in that right. sense. But what's funny is she even took it further, and she even had someone come in. She has uh, three dogs and, mm-hmm. and a couple of kids on top of it. And now she has someone who comes in and cleans up the poop in the yard, a professional <laughs> service that does that. And she said, I think that was the, the crowning achievement of her week, that she doesn't have to do that anymore. <laughs> and I thought to myself, now here's the funny part. The guy who does that, who has the, the service, he does it. He goes around for neighborhoods, and he, that you, you pay him to go clean up you know, the, the dog waste. He makes good money, and he loves his job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, right. And in, in reality, he's also an entrepreneur. Yeah. Someone who saw the idea that no one really wanted to clean up poop, <laughs> and he didn't mind doing it. Right. So I, I find that very, very funny in that sense also because, again, it just took that, that focus and that willingness, one, to delegate to others, and also to, uh, you know, the willingness to, to be successful and to share your, you know, your fortune that way and to keep the money circulating around in that sense. Right. And I think that's a deeper message, you, you know, you'd probably agree with me yeah. on, yeah. that that's really what has to happen now. People are freezing up on um, circulation right. and movement forward. You know what I mean? They, they, you know, th- this idea that we're holding tight is what's keeping us stuck right. uh, in that sense. So I think... You know, every time somebody breaks that mold and moves forward and expands, we we break this this freeze pattern that has been um, you know holding uh, some of us back. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's the world that will work the best for everybody is when we can, you know, when we can uh, do our thing, what it is that we're passionate about, what we're on fire about. And um, we can allow other people to do the same. So if so, what you're talking about is is entrepreneurs is that we allow people to come in and do the things we don't we aren't passionate about. Let someone else take care of those things, and then that that frees us up to do more and more of what we're passionate about. And the really cool thing about that is you're going to be more successful, obviously, that way because you're going to be able to go deeper and in, 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 into your passions and what your brilliance is. And then that's true of all the other people that you're bringing on. So you're you're empowering yourself, and when you empower yourself, when you truly are empowering yourself, you're empowering all the other people around you in so many ways, your clients, your employees or contractors, and all those things. So that's so true. Like I have um, 
you know, my my uh, my wife Deb helps me. She uh, she helps to do things with the website and, and getting messages out there, and uh, there, you know, a variety of different things that she helps me with. You know, like uh, detail work and um, certain aspects that I just just like my outlook. Yeah, you know, my outlook has a problem. I'm like, I don't want to deal with that, and I get I give it to her to deal with. And she, and the other cool thing, because it's more of her brilliance, she's able to figure it out faster than me. She actually has a quicker mind for it, so she, she can take care of it. Why put in so much of your own time and energy when you can open up the channels for other people? And you don't always have to have money. You can have, you can do trades, you can do exchanges with people, you can, um, you can give a teenager, you know, ten bucks. I mean, you know, there's a lot of options out there if you just look for them. So. So there's a plenty of abundance out there, no matter who you are, how much debt you have, how bad you think it is. There's more than enough options. You just have to allow for the creativity to come through. Absolutely. You know, my I have my my youngest sister who lives here in in Phoenix, where I live. Uh, about five six years ago, was working a regular job. She was a you know a pastry chef and worked in a restaurant. And um, interesting little quick story here. She made the decision to. Uh, started business doing pet sitting. Mm-hmm. She loved dogs and cats, and she's very good with them. And uh, so she made the decision to do this. And so she printed up business cards and brochures. And you know, she kept her job part time for a while as the business grew. And then, um, you know, after a year or so, this she began to build a thriving pet sitting business. And it's funny because because she was a pastry chef. Some of the early jobs she did, she'd bake scones when she finished a job. She'd leave scones behind, mm-hmm. for like blueberry scones or chocolate scones, for the clients that mm-hmm. she passed it for. Well, needless to say, her business grew probably five times faster. <laughs> and, and aside from doing a good job of taking care of the pets, they yes. started associating in their mind that that you know, that, that she leaves she leaves baked goods behind. Right, right. So, you know, and it's very, again, I think that's a very funny story, very creative uh, process to go through. But, you know, it didn't really, in, in reality, she is, doesn't, she's not even technically bonded, you know, the way that, that you, you need to be. She tells people that I'm not bonded by law. You know what I mean? You're just hiring me on, a, you know, on, on this way. And that's what she does um, professionally for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has been doing that for years and has a very successful, thriving business at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's again, it's a great example of, of finding that thing that you love and then just making the decision to to go forward. Right, right, answer. right. That's so true, Jim. It's like, the, and and something that I meant to to touch on, and I'll touch on it briefly now, is uh, just people getting clear and making a clear decision. I think that's a, a big big issue too. Is people not, uh, myself included? That's where I have floundered when I didn't make a clear decision that is when i have fallen down but when i make clear decisions and i say you know this is the path i'm going on i know this is the right path for me i'm taking this next step the one clear step that's in front of me i can see that this is aligned for me i can feel it in my bones and i i go for it all out and i clear you, you and then you have to clear all ties to anything that would hold you back you have to See that usually there's a part of ourselves. If things don't work out, there was a part of you that was probably holding back. There had to be. So there's a part of you that was more attached to something else that wanted something else. And then you'll say you, you didn't get what you wanted, but 
the truth is we always get what we truly want, you know, what we're truly desiring deep down inside. So you have to make a clear decision so you can make the internal shifts so that everything can change in your life. And real briefly, Jim, I want to say that one of the things I do is, you know, I'm able to do uh, this energy work with people where I, um, it's been very amazing for, for so many people that have done this with me where I can scan people's energy, I have a process to do that, where I, 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 in a sense, I almost like become them, I embody their energy anyway, and I can see where their soul is crying out to go this direction, and I can see what their talents and gifts are and how they can use them in their business. And then I also get the, 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 the deeper information about what their traumas are. I mean, look, I had a couple of, uh, three, three people I think I did scans with yesterday, and I'm, I still am amazed that I'm able to see specific traumas. Like, I, yes, I, I was in a, you know, you were in this um, room or, you know, this was happening. And I'm able to, it comes to me and I see it and I help them to, I shine the light of truth on it and I help them to, to get free. So, so anyway, the, these are the types of uh, things that I do. And um, give me, we're going to run out of time, so give me here, go ahead. Uh, where they can reach you. Give a number or a, a, sure. a email? Sure, sure. Uh, briefly, it's uh, com. You can claim a free energy scan there. com, or you can call me, 815-788-0471, 815-788-0471. Awesome. All right. You know, uh, we're actually, we're still streaming, but we're... We're, we're, we're not. We're, uh, we're still streaming, but we're not going to go. We're on recording, okay? Yeah, we're still. So uh, I I do want to say, um, uh, 45 minutes goes by very fast, as you can obviously <laughs> see on the show. I, I always got to I got to remember to to push my shows to an hour, uh, uh, inevitably, especially my interview shows because it, it goes by too quickly. But uh, anyway, I, I uh, appreciate all the information that you shared today. I think uh, I think uh, you got some good uh, information out there to people. So that is very appreciated, and uh, I thank everybody who is in our uh, chat room here uh, today. We've had some people jumping in and out, so I'm sure we've got have a number of listeners as well. So um, this will all go to archive, and uh, everybody's listening. Uh, I definitely think uh, Dan could be a great help in your process, especially if you're an entrepreneur, but it uh, sounds like you've got some other skills and talents that are of real value as well. Yes, absolutely, and uh, it's been great to um, been great to be on your show, Jim. Uh, I love your authentic, uh, you know, open style, and um, so it's, uh, yeah, I enjoy, uh, you know, being on your show today. Excellent. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to do it. All right, well, I will let you get back to your children. It's good that you got through the whole show without getting interrupted. I consider that a blessing in and of itself. Yeah, I've got them up there. Uh, Mom's up there with them now, uh, napping, actually. They're, the kids are napping, so that's a good thing. It's good to, good for them, good for us, too. They get some naps. <laughs> good. Awesome. All right, excellent. Well, all right, I'm gonna, I'll sign off. You have a great day. Uh, appreciate it again. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll be in touch. It's a good archive, so we'll see what we uh, what connections we get out of this. All right. Sounds great, Jim. Thanks again. All right. Peace. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye, everybody. <laughs>